The powers of the universe had brought three malevolent minds together to form an unorthodox alliance. Through the marvels of technology and by the power of Craig, you have found them. First, there's Cat. Holds the powers of dark knowledge, horror movies, and too much true crime. And then there's Keller. With dominion over the bot Craig, she wields control over technological forces and has possession of the sacred written word. And then there's me, Dick, the keeper of the ancient films and knower of all facts that are fun. And together with their powers combined, they are the Clip Critics. <laughs> all little things grow in time. It's fine. Good morning, people. Is it still morning? Oh, technically it's afternoon, isn't it? I was wrong. Good day. Good day. <laughs> no, we're back. We're here. We've decided so you don't get nothing this week. Me and Richard had surprise time. So we're going to do some talking. surprise time. And we've done a lot of watching over the past week, from my understanding. Yeah, I, like much more than I was expecting to. A surprising amount more. Um... Pat self on back. I say you plugged out a lot. I'm not an like an avid viewer, so I like <laughs> I have to I have to be honest with myself and with our people. There was a lot of getting up and walking around, and the longer the movie is, the more pausing and getting up and walking around happened. So some movies got more attention than others. Admit you got to watch one of my favorite movies this year that really didn't get a lot of Oscar love, and that was Babylon. And you know what? I understand why you love it. I understand why it's... but. And here's the thing. I don't even not like it. I liked it a lot. Right. Um, I, <laughs> I do think it's prudish of them to be like, no, we're not gonna... Because it did have a lot of... It was... The costuming was beautiful. The story was important and prevalent in our culture. There was a lot to be offered there. There was a lot of... Uh, um, you know, actually, okay, so as someone in true crime, you know my favorite part, both me and Julian laughed out loud when, so that poor girl who was at the party, right, poor, yep. partying it up with the, ah, with the not, the I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say partying it up because like, go watch it if you want, but I'm afraid to say some of the things on our podcast because I don't want us to get flagged for something wild. But it's mentioned several times that she's very young or she's a teenager. And even the reporter is like, don't you keep the underage girls upstairs? Which is like a bonkers thing to say out loud. Don't you hate Hollywood tragedies when someone just overdoses? Oh, my God. So, like, <laughs> the news article flashes across <laughs> and they're like swept up in jazz and and the marriage of the most popular celebrity at the time, the one of our main characters. She just killed herself and died. How sad. Moving on. And that's not at all what happened. It's not what happened to her at all. Not at all. They just bold-faced lie about it and then are like, moving on. And they're, like the news voice isn't even sad. It's just like, it's almost happy about it. Swept yeah. up in jazz. How sad. That movie is so pretty. I do love that movie so on so many levels. You know what? It was shot and like the color was so fun to just and the contrast. Like I really, they did so good, like embodying the chaos of pre-sound sets. 
They did. Where as... it, I wanted to be there. Like, as much as it was also clearly a horribly dangerous place to be, I can see how you would just be, like Action Park, you would just, be, like, swept up in the madness. I mean, so this movie is something that's like a 50-50 split with critics and fans. It's kind of strange, because they're not usually that closely connected. But it doesn't seem like there's one, like, either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. That's the way I take that. In this case, it's a movie after my heart. But it's not for everybody, and I get that. Well, and I think, kind of what we talked about before, I think... One of the reasons I was able to absorb it much easier is because you went and watched it and you were like, look, there's going to be some shit that's you're not going to be super stoked about. And it's right in the beginning. So, right. like, be ready for that. And this is why I think I know a lot of people find trigger warning silly. I don't necessarily I think the rating system could be adjusted to trigger warnings like you're you don't necessarily need an age limit to watch this. But if these things are going to fuck you up, be aware. Right. Because it did make it easier for me to be like, well, I knew some fucking crazy shit was happening right in the beginning. Yeah. I got a warning. I I did try to give you the warning. I tried. It was mad. The elephant was a lot. Like, it it was a lot. (laughs) It was was worse than the party to me. Like, I could have done without the elephant. That was... Upsetting. Upsetting is the word I'm going to commit to. It was upsetting. I didn't like it. I hated it so much. For so many reasons. It was shitty. It was, it was the most shitty. And it was shitty. In the, I think I mentioned it to Richard before, guys. There's like, I can take like, we get the shot of the poop and the shot of the guy's reaction to the poop. But no, they didn't do that. They give you several shots back and forth for several seconds where you're just watching it for a long time. It's actually rolling in my seat laughing, which is I bad. Just, I, I was... Okay, so we, <laughs> we chose to watch this while we started eating dinner. Oh, <laughs> so no. like... Julian looks up at one point and goes, why are we watching this right now? And I was like, it's, it's, it got awards. <laughs> now, did Julian, like, for what? Did Julian end up liking it too? He did end up watching it all the way through and he did end up liking it. It's not, so Julian's like big in science fiction. That's like, he really digs that genre. Actually, I wish he wanted to play on the podcast more because he would, that would be his wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but he sat and watched it to me. Like, we laughed at things. There were funny things. There were, like, a little bit in the way everything everywhere all at once works. It has, if you can get through that first initial shocking, like, quarter of the movie, <laughs> you can move past that. Chances are you'll find something connect to. There are so many dynamic characters with such like deep storylines to dig into that you you'll find someone to like cling to through the story. You absolutely will. I called that surprise thing though, right at the, I was so proud of myself when he went and talked to the reporter and she said her bit. I was like, Oh, that's I'm calling this now. And I was like patted self on back. 
Yeah. It was also like very she, sad. So everybody is is pretty basically based on a real person in Hollywood at the time. And I believe her characters had a Harper and Ooh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like everybody everybody is based based on someone. Um originally they were gonna do it more more with re, in the lines of reality until the actress that they wanted dropped out and then they ended up going with Margot Robbie. So they altered it a little bit. Um, well, and that just makes me happy because I adore Margot Robbie. She's one she's of my fun. babies. Uh, she's so fun. I love her a lot. She's so fun. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I, it was a very, at that point, it was a very bitchy thing for what she did. And I I, I just had that weird feeling. And then when he tips the bellboy and, and he gives him that tip, and I'm like, this is not going well. Yeah, it's an oh no moment. It's very much a like, oh no, this is bad. And it it does show, and I'm watching someone go through this a little bit um, in my own world. I don't know them closely, but they are, they're from a, a different generation in a different world. And I'm not going to, I don't want to point any fingers at anyone. But very often, one of the things they are most frustrated with is their inability to acclimate into the new age of technology it just doesn't resonate with them they don't get it it's very frustrating they don't feel at home they understood a world before that and felt comfortable there and it's really caused like an upheaval in their life absolutely um and i think this movie kind of embodies that for him like it's it does though a little bit he was a dick (laughs) also like he was Snakes he was, I think I Snakes think he was my I think he's my favorite character of the whole film. Because he's, he's not necessarily like there are no good guys and bad guys in this movie. It's just everyone just kind of is existing. You know what me and Julian were both like stood up and were like, boo! When um I can't think of his name right now. But he goes to the the woman who's the stage singer originally, and like the entertainer, she sings her song yes. about her girl, and he's like, you know, the wealthy one percent who all used to do Broadway but are now big in our movies and all up in our shit. They don't you freak them out, and they don't want to see you, and so no, you're not welcome in your own world anymore. And then they play her song later, being sung by a man. And yeah. both me and Julian were like, fucking boo! I think my favorite takeaway from that film was the um, the, the linking it to Singing in the Rain. And Ooh. I don't know if you've ever seen Singing in the Rain, but they link it very, like, they imply that the characters in Singing in the Rain were based on them. And I just loved how that went full circle. What I got from it was they had tried it first. Like, these people came from a no-sound world and tried these things. Like, he was watching his own movies where he tried to get Margot to have new different roles. They were being recreated as comedies. Right. And it was just very kind of full circle, a little bit sad moment. The whole movie is sad. It really is. Nobody gets a happy ending. No. (laughs) No, Nobody gets a happy ending. No, and that I, was such a tribute to film in general at the end that I'm just. It wow. is very cool. Like, if nothing else, if the movie freaks you out, 
too much to be able to watch, which I under, some people are like, holy shit, sensory overload. Um, at least watch that last tribute bit because it's, it's incredible. Really you is. get to watch it go all the way through up to present day, up to Avatar, and it's amazing. It's and it's cool. pretty breathtaking. I agree. So, yes, I, I, I love Avalon. I'm glad that you came out with that with a happy experience. I would, I would suggest that movie to people with right. a very stern warning. Like I did. <laughs> yeah. Like you did. I did. <laughs> um, but I, I would tell to... people to watch that. I think it's pop culture prevalent. Like, that's good shit. And then go Google all the things. Learn so much. Um, I got to see All is Quiet on the Western Front. Okay, I um, did not. Well, I knew that you talked that you might. And it's it's a it's a full German movie, which is very cool because it's the first time this story has been made. It's a German book that has been made with a German cast. Okay. So I thought that that was. I like that they respected the like they, it, since they could, they did. We've had talks right. about that. I mean, and you see where seventeen-year-old Paul Bomber enlisted the Imperial German Army alongside his school friends, and then you kind of go through it and you see each one die off. And it's oh, just, that would be painful. And you see that you see that a stat that ecstasy that they're going to war, that excitement and why people get excited to do that, I don't know. Sure. Like you, you yeah. catch it in Gone with the Wind when they're showing it and they announce war and all the all the southern boys are all excited that they're gonna get to go and whip the northern's ass and yeah, you just see it yeah. unfold and just you have all this excitement and then you see their their hope and their happiness and everything all kinds of melt melt away as it suddenly becomes a reality the reality of what it is yeah. that they're getting into it oh is that very, sounds stressful <laughs> it's a very pretty movie it's a very sad movie and there's a couple of scenes from the original 1930s one that i yeah i'd seen the 30s one um Whoa. i hadn't seen the okay. 79 remake well the 30s one won best picture back then I think it's 1930. And now it's up for best best picture remake again. Yep. Well, just like oh. um, um, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the movie last year. Uh, or... <laughs> so with Lady Gaga, um, remake to Judy Garland. There's four of them. Barbara Streisand has done one. Oh, are you talking about the the A Star Is Born movie? A Star Is Born. Thank you. Yes, A Star Is Born won at one point as well. So A Star is Born was all over. That took over the fucking world for a second. And I was like, I watched it and was very sad and mad, but I have a I mean, in fairness, all of them don't add don't end pleasantly. Well, and I get the allegory behind it and the import it just was so when I watched it, I was like fresh out of rehab and a couple people I had known in rehab had just died. So that ending fucked me up and I was just like super pissed. <laughs> like, God. I just wasted an hour of my life watching some shit. I could have gone back to rehab to see. So I um I got to see it with my cousin in Boston at the movie theater. Oh, I bet and that was cool though. It was the anniversary of her husband's death, oh. and she went to see it to try to feel better. And How'd it was that not go? the movie. It didn't go well. No, 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 I imagine it didn't. Not at all. Oh, so that's, so that's that was my heart. That was a. That was a lesson learned. <laughs> oh, sometimes we go digging around in shit, just looking for some closure and accidentally open old wounds and yikes. <laughs> but, 
Wow. Oh, Quiet so, on the Western Front is a solid film. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, I'm going to rate it a seven and a half to an eight. I don't. That's fucking think good. That it's best picture worthy. I think it's going to win best foreign film. It's it's, now, it's do, good. Is it all in German? Do you have to read it? Um, we watched an American dub version, but there is a version that you can read too and have it in German. What, oh, there is a dubbed version. I yeah. would prefer that. I would, I would, I would have preferred watching the the original and reading it, but the person who I watched it with did not. So either or, as long as they got to see it. That's very like that's that's a per viewer thing, right? For sure. Because Keller can read all the movies all the time, all day. But I'm I have less of a tolerance for it. I mean, thanks to this week, I've actually seen all the best pictures now. All of them. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah, because I, I got to watch Women Talking as well. Hey, how was so, that? Because I can't find that one anywhere. Women Talking is... It's an, <laughs> you, you're, you will actually <laughs> like it. You will okay. probably like it more than me. Okay. Um, it is about a, a Mennonite society in Canada. That are correct, yeah, and it's um, the women are being abused, and it's based on a true story. The Mennonites are are uh, they're just kind of like they're their own shit, right? Yeah, okay. Um, so why is this the one I can't get a hold of? (laughs) So it is a group of women that are gathering, and they're and they're basically talking how they want to react to this man raping one of the women. Um, okay. And he was actually caught, so the men had to do something instead of just shove it under the table like they usually do. Oh, like it was out, out. Yeah, it it was out, out. to be addressed. Okay. Yeah. And then they discussed where they were going and what their decisions were, whether, you know, do you leave? Do you sit there and, and, you know, because they wanted, they wanted basically, the men wanted them to basically be issued an apology and just to go back to the way it was. And for that to just be okay. And to to be okay. And the women are, were done with the abuse because there there was more than just that. There's a lot of abuse that has happened throughout the, the that was just the tipping point. Right. Okay. Um, so it's their, and apparently it's, it's rather recent. It's like, it's, it's in the two thousands when this happened. I mean, um, and it's, it takes, it's in Canada, um, which I will say brings Sarah Polly back to her roots. I will, I'm very happy to say that there are a lot of shots that remind me of Avonlea, this TV show that she did. <laughs> so it like felt like home a little bit. I, I felt like Sarah learned from, because she did some, I mean, I, I, her character's name was Sarah as well. So she, <laughs> it's like weird callback. Also, there are a million Sarahs in cults for some reason. Sarahs and Marys. Everywhere. So when she was in Avonlea as a kid, like I believe that there was a couple of episodes that she guest directed as toward the end of it, and um, like you just see the same shots. It's like she knows how to because <laughs> it takes place on in farmland, and she knows how to film, and it's in the eighteen hundreds, so she knows how to film those shots and become and make it effective and get the yeah get the result you want. Well, and, and despite being a very, I feel it's an important film. I'm glad the film was made. A lot of people need to be, especially when you have the cults, like, you know, like this. And- I think we forget in this day and age how, like, they're still around. It's a thing, and it does need to be addressed. So, like, yeah. 
I was very excited to see that Judith Ivy was in it. And Judith Ivy is not necessarily a well-known actress, but she was in the five Mrs. Buchanan's for me when I was a kid. And I love that show. Um, and she's aged quite a bit too. Frances McDormand is in it. She tends to go with the lesser known films too, like Nomadland and um, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, Nomadland sounds familiar. Like, I feel like I've, I have in passing. It's a woman that was living in her camper. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, I have. Yeah, it, it won Best Picture um, a couple years ago. That's probably why I saw it in passing. It was probably in the zeitgeist, just in the world, and someone had it. So the whole movie, this movie runs very slow. It is very slow. It's a slow burn. It's hard to sit through. I found myself playing on my phone sometimes because it is, it's a very, I mean, you're looking at the type of people that they are and then the open discussion and frankness of it, et cetera. And it's a lot of talking and one male character. That's, that's kind of taking the minutes for them. Mm hmm. Which is interesting because he's probably one of the weaker of the males in the in the colony that's not necessarily okay. as accepted, and he's a teacher. He he's the teacher to the kids. That's uncommon. So, okay. so it's it's it, it's it's a good movie. Um, it's not a Richard movie. I still say it does it, sound like a me movie. Maybe I, though, like is I it, think it might be. I, like I think you're gonna you are gonna. I appreciated it. You're going to probably more than appreciate it. Um. For me, to, to, taking my personal feelings out and giving it an honest rating is probably going to get a seven, seven and a half. Once so again, shot well, presented well. It was right. like you knew what was happening. You did. And it was a good movie, but it wasn't an Oscar winner. It wasn't exciting, necessarily. It wasn't. There, there, there are subjects that the subject matter isn't necessarily prevalent. I always like to think of the Oscars as being... What is what says this year out of all of them? What brings something it's new why or different? I'm surprised um, Babylon got so blackballed. Right. I mean, what what movies bring something new to the table? What movies? What techniques are different? What what movies like made you change your way of thinking? Good. Yeah. You know, something something to that effect. You know, I, I like to think that there's something there that moves film forward. And this movie, where it's good, doesn't really, I'd say, move film forward. It doesn't... It's just about something that is... It's happened. about something that has happened in the past. It's it's a minority that it's happening to. So it's gonna, not going to be very relatable to a lot of people. Sure. It's going to be more only relatable to, you know, people that are... That, or have been affected by cults. Or are fascinated with cults. Like, I think that's well, where the real... It's interesting because I'm, I'm like watching my, I know they're not documentaries. I know they're like true to life movies. Right. Um, I'm in talking and she said, and then I'm not really going to count blonde because it's not necessarily it's true not, to life. Yeah. Um, blonde is based on a fictional book. So yeah. And did so you know like, that there's another version of that movie out there? Really? From, from like 2001. Someone yeah. else tried to do that. Crimson oh, Ackles the, is in it. The disrespect. <laughs> it's because it won it won a you know so it won a Pulitzer so like they wanted to try to bring that feel to the screen before like I can see hmm when was that book released 
I'm going to say late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, I can see why it would win a Pulitzer. It has no business being recreated present day. <laughs> like, that's my opinion on that, though, where I'm like, damn, dude, the disrespect, holy shit. Um, so after seeing all of those, like, I, now that I've seen them, my money really is, it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once at the Fablemans. I think, logically, everything, everywhere, I think, is, is the one that moves film forward. The Fablemans is just a heartstring story to, it's a Hollywood hand job. That's, that's what I would call it. Like, it's oh, made, to himself meant, and Hollywood. It's right. a, I think um, it's his retirement but right i have no i mean dave and i were discussing because he was like last year i changed my vote at the last minute to coda once i saw it and realized it was like no it's going to be coda and dave was like it's going to be west side story and we had this whole he's like because we were discussing last year and he's like yeah he's like i was really sad on something you remember what it was so we pulled it up he's like oh yeah it was west side story but he was like well how could it lose it was steven spielberg and i turned to him and it's like Oh, Dave. That, that, that statement is why I'm hesitating on this. That's like me being like, why is Blonde fucked up? It was written by a woman. That people have bad days, motherfucker. So, like, you know, after, after seeing them all, you know, um, (laughs) after seeing them all, that, that's where I'm left with. (laughs) You know, here's the thing. I kind of, in a weird space, like, enjoyed the nonsense that was Banshees of Inisherin. Inisherin? Did you? Yeah. Like, in a weird way, that movie kind of has my heart in the sense of just this, like, the escalation of this nonsense. Right. Is... Well, and it is very much presented that the like the first dude's the toxic one. He's the asshole for being an asshole. But by the end of it, that's not. It's the other guy, and he just like can't hold his shit. It's wild. Um, but it's I, quiet. It's I was not so sad over the donkey. Oh, that made me. That was the only part where I was like, "Fuck this movie." Animal yeah. Death is always like, "Fuck this movie." <laughs> that donkey I... was the shit. It was so nice. I did that, think it was hilarious that the moment his sister was gone, he had all his animals living in his house, which was not I was like. It hurt oh my no. heart so bad, like so bad. He did apologize too, though. He was like, "I was an asshole, and I'm sorry." It was. An he accident. didn't set out to kill the donkey. It truly was more of an accident. And it was nature. a big, but like it was, it was a big, a big accident. He knew how much he loved that donkey. Yeah. At the the end of this, response to the donkey was like, yikes. All I can say is, folks, at the end of this, remember, it's never good to finger a donkey. Just, that's not at all what the movie's about, everyone. Just don't, it, not, I mean, there's a finger and there's a donkey. Sorry, guys, I love to break Cat. It's so much fun to break Uh, her. her. And I do it almost every week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no! Like, I'll be him, you be her. Oh, no! Oh, I have to go. <laughs> I have to quit. I quit. I'm sorry. I don't... I'd like to speak to a manager. Keller the manager? Is that uh, uh, yeah. go to? 
She'll be laughing her ass off when she hears she, She'll be like, you started this. This is your own fault. She has no sympathy for me. But uh, yeah. I Oh, oh, I do want to um, yeah. circle back to my point quick. I'm... Yeah. I know they're not documentaries and they're just true-to-life movies, but I do think they would have done better instead of against, like, Best Picture or something as more... They, they should be closer to a documentary category. I think people would absorb them differently if they were. I think you're right. I I do think that there should be an overhaul of some of the categories. There needs to be some adjust like some are umbrellaed in a crazy way. Yeah. I agree. So of course once I finish that then I have to look into best actress and best actor. And I'm still missing the Andrea Riseborough to Leslie, so I haven't seen that yet. But I did have two best lead actors I was missing, and one of them was After Sun, the other one's Living. Uh, we watched After Sun. Okay. And After Sun is basically a girl's, a, a little girl's vacation with her dad. Right. Um, it takes place probably, I'm going to say 1997, 98. All the online things say early 2000s. Everything indicates late 90s. Okay. So, I, I feel like the further away we get from early 2000s, the more we kind of like blur that line. A right. lot of the a lot of the film is a camcorder film, a video that she takes of her trip. Oh, and you that's see for it. Sure, I would think and, 90s at the most 2000. And and you see it. And like, and they have music and stuff that goes along with the time frame, which is where I really got. Everything seems to be from ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, um, it's very distinct music time. Um, I mean, they were playing Aqua, and I was so thrilled that they were playing Aqua. <laughs> anyway, not the point. Not Barbie Girl either, but still, you no, know, like their actual songs because they yeah. do, believe it or not, they do have actual music, not just that one song. They do. They really do. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure what the movie's trying to make you feel. Mm. Um, everybody, it's got high ratings from both critics and people that watched it. Okay. Um, which is once again, strange to me. Um, it, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't, I, I don't necessarily understand. Um, oh, you well, get that's like sense. frustrating and confusing, though, when you walk away and you're like, I don't know what I just did for the last two hours. You know, know that she's watching the videotape as an adult now. And okay. you know that he only had uh, he had a short time to live then. So you have to assume okay. that he's no longer there and she's watching it on her birthday. And I don't know if it's to rekindle old memories, just to reconnect, to make her. It, it doesn't really tell you. You have no character development of her as an adult to really get that sense. Huh. Um, it may just be a phenomenon like we were to, in a weird way, like we were talking about earlier, where sometimes people go digging through old shit and sometimes right. you get closure and sometimes you open old wounds. I don't it's, know. Be careful. <laughs> it was nice to see someone decent parent, especially from the time frame. Like, Okay, that's exciting and new that, to be like, all right. That was exciting. And he... It really, truly felt like he was trying to give her something to take of him to the future, okay. which is which is nice. Like I said, there's a sentiment attached. I didn't hate it. I, d I didn't hate it. I just wanted to make more sense of it. 
Um, I wonder if it's just one of those movies that, and I think we've had this conversation before, every now and then someone releases a movie to the world and it gets out there, but it's not necessarily for anyone but themselves, which kind of leaves the rest of us to be like, this... I mean, I would, <laughs> I would say seven and a half. Okay, still good, still well. Still good. Not as good as Brendan Fraser in The Whale. So but he's still, he's still, he's still, like, I have seen Elvis, I have seen Banshees, I have seen After Sun, now I've, and I've seen The Whale. The only one I'm missing is Living. And um, I, I, I can tell you, Brendan Fraser. And you're Fraser, still all in on The Whale. All in on The Whale. Like, I, nothing has emotionally affected me like that movie. People might riot if they don't award that movie and Brandon, like, properly. Frazier. I think his name is actually said Frazier. I don't know. We had the, I was listening to an old podcast of ours and there's a, I think Keller is the one who corrects us. Anyway. Oh, I am, like, I, I'm, I'm down to missing one, one actor and one actress from the lead actress stuff. Uh, supporting actors, I am missing one, and supporting actress, I am missing one. So, so, so far of the so, like lead actors, who do you think has got it? Lead actors, definitely Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, one hundred percent. Okay, uh, yeah, we're I, all I in on the whale. I love it. I can't, I can't picture it going to anybody else. Like once again, once you see the movie, you'll you'll understand. Well, and Banshees was fine, but there wasn't necessarily, like, any super intense emotion involved. In fact, it was all weirdly monotone. It was. Even though there was, like, a lot of stress going on, it was a weirdly monotone movie. I did love The Preacher. The Preacher was funny. He was funny, and he was, like, apparently having some issues of his own that he needs to address because he got real upset. It was funny. He's like, I'm not going to forgive you. No Hail Marys for you. It's like, you are getting an extra week. <laughs> it's like, well, I hope I don't die in that time. That was so the I, craziest conversation. So I think those are all the ones that I watched this week. Um, so I did make it through some documentaries. Yeah, I knew um, that you were. I think right now... For me, like, my favorite documentary I've been through was definitely the Martha Mitchell effect. Okay. It's not necessarily, like, prevalent in culture today, except for the fact that it is about a woman who was prevalent in government who no one really knew or talked about until recently. Oh, that's, that's a prevalent, though. So it is important that we kind of know her story, and it does have to do with, like, treatment... Yeah. Well, especially with the Me Too movement and everything that happened in Hollywood and women being so downplayed, it's nice to bring up something from the past where a woman wasn't downplayed. Downplayed enough that they didn't talk about her, but not downplayed enough that she didn't have that power. Yeah, well, and the thing that I think is interesting, I don't know if it's going to win awards, but I think the reason it's important is it covers this arc of kind of what space women are enjoyed in and what space they suddenly become disliked in in the 60s and 70s. And when she was on Richard Nixon's side and all pro his government and his office, they thought it was funny and fun that she ran her mouth a lot and that she was super loud and that she would say things that they couldn't say because you're supposed to 
man in government and you could only say what was written on the paper, but she could like shoot off at the mouth as like right. the wife of uh, Richard. It was his vice president or like his assistant's wife. Was Mar- Martha Mitchell. And uh, they were all for her then. And then as Richard Nixon gets more paranoid and starts recording phone calls in Watergate, starts coming in, she starts talking about that. Because her big gimmick is whatever it is, I'm going to talk about it. It's they, The people deserve to know. Government transparency. That was her thing. Right. And they didn't like it so much after that. No, no. And, and she was like a crazy person and a drunk. And don't listen to her. And she's so it really shows this arc that I think is really important about, you know, when you're allowed to be a loud woman and when you're not. So I think it wasn't like it was important and it was crazy. They have the they have the Nixon tapes. They have her recordings. It's very cool. That is very cool. Um, The other documentaries that I've watched. Fire of Love, which was a cool documentary. About this is the volcano one. This is the volcano one, and this couple is actually like more or less the reason we study volcanoes and take it seriously now. Um, because they they grew up across town and they both loved volcanoes, and then they met in a college internship about volcanoes. Very sweet love story. They're gonna go do, and they're like, "Hey, Mount St. Helens is gonna blow the fuck up," and everyone was like, "Nah." They're like, no, really, you should fucking move the people under that mountain. Like, it's bad. It's not going to be good. And then it blew the fuck up. It was like the size of an atomic bomb. It was huge. I think yep. the death toll was like 22,000, maybe more. I, I think that was early 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that. It was. Like, um, I think I was alive. To, oh, <laughs> my God. So you probably watched that on the news or at least heard your parents talking about it happening. I was little. Um, yeah, I was little. Um, I was little, but I remember, I remember seeing a picture in the newspaper and being like, that's scary. It like watching the footage of it that, and that was the, uh, in this documentary, they recorded more footage that people like couldn't really get that anyone else in that study, in the study of volcanoes. So you get to see all this really old footage and all these amazing things. And also the footage of after Mount St. Helens, they were like, we need to show people why this is fucking dangerous and why we need evacuation plans and escape systems. So yeah. they decide that they're going to go, they're going to switch gears and they're going to stop studying the flow volcanoes, which are relatively safe. They follow river systems and explore the splody volcanoes instead. And they go one day to go to an active volcano but it's like real overcast they get closer to it and they couldn't really measure how close they were getting to it and when it erupted like you see the footage and it's real uncomfortable watch of just this camera being engulfed um they were shown to be together in their last moments like where whatever they were doing they stayed together which is like beautiful in a way it it's a story of they died doing what they loved together um, like the scene in Titanic with the strauses in bed. Yeah. Yes, it is the old people in the bed where you're just like, this is very sweet, but also I am I am hella uncomfortable with all the collision of feelings. Um but they're the reason. They're the reason we take that shit seriously now. They're the reason we actually evacuate towns when we think 
something's about to I know a little off topic, but did you watch the new Titanic documentary that premiered last night? Premiered last? Nope, but yep. I will go find it now. Yeah, um, James Cameron made a new one because it's about to be, I think, the 25th anniversary of Titanic, coming back to theaters. And um, they, I know that they're supposed to address the issue of could Jack and Rose be on the piece of wood at the same time? We're still doing this. Yeah, We're still I, I, doing I love it. the fact that they're they're now doing that. Like they're actually going to recreate it and see if he could have. As like, part of this documentary, find out. they better use salt water. That was not a freshwater ocean. I haven't seen it yet, but I have recorded it. Have <laughs> you? You're ready for that shit? Oh yeah. Um. Oh, I'm definitely gonna watch that because if they're doing the door thing, that's just funny that we're still having that conversation. Um, I did watch Elephant Whispers like just now, minutes ago, and it was very cute. I sent Richard a baby it's elephant, adorable. and they're adorable with their funny little hair tufts. And it's just a couple that loves baby elephants, and they're trying to save the baby elephants. It's very expensive. It's hard to water the elephants. Um, but this particular type of elephants doesn't. Re and here's the thing: the conflict in this particular documentary is. Mostly that they don't, no one really supports the elephant sanctuary thing. They're like, it's, I don't know, use your own money to do it. We don't know why you're doing this. And it's, the babies can't survive without their parents and their two parent systems and their lifelong partners. But like, for, they don't have PETA people to go scream at someone about this. So, unless you want to go do this out of your own pocket, it's not getting done. Um, and there's this very touching moment where he's just like, my wife just loves the elephant. And if like the elephants won't eat, so she won't eat. And it's just affects the whole fucking family. It's insane sometimes. And they're just trying to save the elephants. It's all in a different language. I had to read it all, which made it kind of hard to continue to pay attention to for me. Yeah. Um, and that's Look, one of two documentaries I've watched that were not in English. So I love I the fact that you're watching the best picture ones too, though. It'll be interesting to see how far you get. Cause I hope you do. I, I, I love that. Like, I think I might get through. She said, but I don't think it's going to, or it's not up. women it's talking. Um, yeah. Women talking. You, you're going to like a lot. I'm actually really excited about that one. The I don't know if the Titanic thing's going to be involved in any way, but I'm very excited. It's, it's too new. It, won't, it, would not be ne it would be next year, so if it does. Uh, I'm, all I know is that of all the movies you need to see, you need to see Top Gun Maverick. I'm not on... Oh. You can't make me! <laughs> God! What is he even doing now? Like, don't we... Aren't we... Someone save Shelly Miscavige. <laughs> I'm gonna go get her. Poor woman. <laughs> oh, that, that gave me so much joy doing that. Um, it just breaks me every time I hear it. That's all I can think of is like, let that poor woman come home. She's been on a boat for like 25 years. All I know is that they need to remake House of Yes with Tom Cruise. I would watch that just to watch him get shot in the end. Right. He's going to sue me. I'm going to end up with a lawsuit from Tom Cruise. I'm going to end up enemies with an A-list celebrity somehow. <laughs> it's gonna be a mess because I'm poor. Please don't sue me. I don't have any lawyers. I'm poor. <laughs> don't sue me based on principle. Zero percent of zero is zero, my friend. 
I liked Blonde as far as like, I thought, see here, I know we disagree on this, but I think the acting in Blonde was really phenomenal. I just thought it was hella disrespectful to Norma Jean's memory. Yeah, that's the other one I watched was Blonde. You're right. We haven't talked about Blonde at all because I did watch that. And, oh, I don't know. I felt, I really felt like, I felt like I was watching it in one a TV movie. Like it felt very like a lifetimey almost. Right. Okay. Like like something that was made for CBS in the nineties. And <laughs> and number there two There were a lot of rough camera work happening. That's I okay. And number two, at any point I kept I kept seeing her not as Marilyn. I kept seeing her because in, in reality the way the movie is filmed, you are supposed to be Forget that it's an actress. You're supposed to think, "Wow, I'm watching Marilyn Monroe." That 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 pivotal moment. There's supposed to be that transfer in your head. And, you know, whenever you're watching, even a play, you know, you 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 need that buy-in. And each time, I was like, "Oh, they're trying to recreate her." Oh, God, her accent's not quite right. And oh, this is. <laughs> and I, She's like, talking funny. Like she didn't. She never made me believe, forget. She never made me forget that part of my brain. It was all prevalent and to the front. And normally, you forget. Like, like when I went to see the remake to the A Team, and okay, the remake to the A Team may not be amazing, but at times, some... I was watching the movies. movie. I, you know, I was watching the movie, and at times, to be like, oh my god, that reminds me of the A Team, and then I'd be like, oh, watching the A Team. Like, but it, but it, you it had that shock. moment of connection. That moment here. where it connects, and I didn't have that. I think it may have helped because I'm so this actress in particular, I'm unfamiliar with her. I haven't seen her in a while. She's in Knives Out. Um, and yeah, Blade I haven't Runner, watched it. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Didn't watch Blade Runner either, oh. which is weird because like I know about the origin and that it was one of. Scanner Darkly Dudes original stories. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I think it's post apocalyptic. I believe it is, yeah. Not sure. <laughs> that should see that shows my life. You know what? Julian has watched it and probably has an opinion on it. Um but He's I probably watched both, because there's two. Probably. She's in number two. <laughs> okay. So I like I think it helped me not have a like when I was watching it, I was watching not Marilyn Monroe because I thought I was like, this is a terrible representation of a character, a caricature of what I think population at the time would have seen her as, which is horrendous. So the movie mostly like triggered anger, but I didn't have a problem with the acting. I was, I just, I stand on the other end i just, i was just angered at the story <laughs> it was like this yeah, and that's definitely allowed that definitely is allowed but i also haven't watched as many movies or things with you you have this very wide net have you ever actually watched any of Marilyn's movies no and that's the oh. other thing i haven't closely no grandma like great grandma not grandma my great grandma had she had one Marilyn movie that was like playing on her TV on occasion. I don't remember what it is. All I remember is there's a scene in it where she is explaining to another woman 
why it's silly to not get men for their money if women are looked at for their looks. Um, How to Marry a Millionaire? Yes. I yeah. think that was it. Yeah. I love that. It also became a TV show after it. Oh, did it really? <laughs> Sorry, I should Robert go back Eden. and watch it because it lives in my brain somewhere. That was just one of the movies my great-grandmother had, and it was just on, on occasion. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So somewhere childhood me have, has seen some version, which also might be why when I saw this, I was like, Ew. Right. Holy shit. Like, what did you do? Who did this? <laughs> Brittany would be disgusted if she knew the disrespect. Oh, my God. That's funny. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw Blonde since we last had our last one, too. Like, I, like, I, I feel like I, I checked off a lot. Since, you got since, really far. Like, I, I, I feel like I, I got a lot done. Which is great because I, I, you know, I'm run, I feel like I'm running out of time. Here we are. We're still. You've still over got some time. Out. We have over. We have five weeks out, and I'm like, ah, how am I going to have time? When am I going to put these in? We need to do this. I need to get this done. Very bad. I'm impressed by my. Like, so here's the thing, and this is like a thing that I admitted to myself, and then immediately was annoyed at admitting to myself was I'm watching through these movies, and I'm like. Most of these movies are, like, well-made and well-done, and so as I'm going through them, I'm becoming more forgiving, even though it's, like, not something I particularly want to watch in the moment, but I know it's probably going to be well-made, and there's probably a reason it's up for award. So it's And before, I would have been like, it's really hard to get me to watch new shit. That was kind of one of the big points of doing this podcast. Oh, that I've succeeded in that in spades, then. Yes, you have. I'm very much a, I'm a comfort watcher person. I'll find something that I like, and then I'll watch that movie for a month. Yep. That's all yeah. I'll do. That's super fair. <laughs> That's, so this has, like, pushed me out of that. And as I'm rolling through these movies, I'm becoming more forgiving with, like, watching a new movie. It used to be, like, a space of disdain for me, where I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Because I have a reason. No, I have a reason. And I can talk. I think it helps that I can, like, come back and be like, this movie made me angry. I liked this movie. Essentially yeah. yelled at Paul over his movie. And I, looking back, I feel a little bit bad about that. But doing was these was such a good sport. Doing these little projects that I do is what makes me not fall into that realm of just watching the same film. Of just watching Rags to Riches for six right. months. Because <laughs> I, I can do that. I totally because, would. It's such a comforting TV show. Absolutely. I mean... With, Put it on with, and leave it there. With with these movies and you know even my projects like I want to see every Alfred Hitchcock film. I want to see you know and, and I do them with another person, so I'm not doing it on my own. Mm, you know I'm watching I'm watching every best act uh, every best picture winner. Like I'm in you know in the middle of that with Steph. Although we One are of going my on... other podcast is going through every Amityville movie, which is a nightmare. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? But someone's got to do it, I guess. So, like, right. I respect that, that you're, like, committing to a chunk and you're, you've got all these things you're working through. So, it really like, does give you this huge... It, it gives me more, like, I'm watching it for a reason, not because for enjoyment. And then you never know what you're going to find along the way. Yeah. And if, to, like, now we have, as much as I hate, to, <laughs> as much as I hate the reference, like, the fact that I have House of Yes just living in my brain on occasion... Is, like, I wouldn't undo it. That's a crazy movie, and I'm glad I have that in there. Like, I would never... There's a movie I watched, a one best picture called That Happened One Night from 1934. 
never would have saw it if I hadn't been started that project. It is. And that movie is incredible. And you loved it. Okay. Love it. Love it. It's probably one of the funniest films I've seen in years. That's what, well, and that's kind of what ended up happening to me with Everything Everywhere, which I probably would have never watched because to me, it looked very marvelly, And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to have a reason to watch this or a want. And I would watch that movie again and tell other people to watch it. Yeah. With it's... some cautionary trigger warning. Trigger warning. I say trigger warning, but it's not like. Like everything, uh, no, it's like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Somebody oh, forced yeah, me to watch okay. that, and that movie changed my life. That's a crazy movie, though. Like that, that one's a thinker at the end. Where you're I like, love oh. that movie. That I'm movie so angry at that makes dude. me feel so sad and so heartbroken and so very human. And I love that movie. Yeah, that's. Well, and when I remember watching that movie and having a genuine moment of like, this makes me feel better about all the bad things I've been through somehow. Because that ending, that everyone's seen, I was going to be like, I don't want to spoil it. Everyone's seen it. If you haven't seen it by now, what are you doing with your life? Exactly. It's older now. Go see it. <laughs> yeah. Kate, Kate Winslet, Jim Carrey, watch it. Jim Carrey, like straight man, Jim Carrey. It's that Jim Carrey has range that no one knows about. He's like a yeah. secret super actor. It's crazy. So here's a question before we before we wrap up. So it just occurred to me: to, should we pick a movie for next week and just spring it on Keller? Because you like surprise, you're watching this. Well, Titanic is about to have its 25th anniversary. This this. Well, let's do that. And I was like, we've all seen it. I think. Like, it would be fun to rewatch it. We have the documentary that we can talk about, too. So even though we've all seen it, it would be kind of... A, and it fits in with Oscar because it's, like, one of the largest Academy Award winners. Like, it's, I think it tied with Gone with the Wind. Oh, did awards. it really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did for wins. Goddamn. Or nominations. Yeah, I think that's... Sure. Yeah. Like, I think that's a good idea, though. I think that's brilliant. I think that's exactly what we should do. So I just think that that would be fun. And then we could just be like, guess what? We've made this decision. Where is it being? Surprise, you're watching this. Surprise, you're watching Titanic. Titanic. Oh, wait. Titanic 2? What's no, that? No, don't watch that. Oh, don't, don't do that? Okay. Don't watch that. <laughs> is it terrible? How is I there a 2? Didn't it sink? I, I own it. Oh, it's so bad. They have a new boat that's been recreated, and it's going to go along the same route that the original Titanic did. And it is a terrible movie. What the fuck? It, it was made for, as an Australian television film that eventually made its way to DVD here. How did... Okay, all right. I'm not... No, nope, I'm not going to. I'm not going to put that in my life. Oh, you don't want to. Not until we do Bad Movie Day. Oh, bad movie month. Ah, so I okay. thinking we should wrap up. Yep. I think we made it in the end. Thank you, everyone. So much. Thank fun. you for joining us for this little, it's a shorter episode, but it's, it's still so you had something and we got to continue. Cause I know that Kat and I have been working very diligently. I think Keller has too. I think she's got out a couple of the animateds, but. Like, I think she has too. She has just had. She's taxi today. Did a lot of stuff, yeah. And it was a surprise recording, but we still wanted to like get something out there this week and keep up with the Oscars. 
Um, and we share had some nice time. On the right. page. Like, please. Can't find cool. it. All right. Oh. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week for Titanic. Oops. Oh, I'm so excited to drop this on her. Okay, bye. Bye.